among the bleak, alert, updates and heart-rending reports since October 7th, this week I received an email from a Judaica store. It read, Hanukkah is almost here. Ready to celebrate? My immediate response was, no. Nope, no, uh, not ready, not at all. Not just because it's barely November and we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet, but also because at this existential moment for Israel, Ukraine, and rising fear here at home, who can think of Hanukkah now? Earlier this week, I was at a fourth grade parent coffee at JCDS. In previous years, parent coffees at my children's school were prosaic. Questions went something like, how come the kids have too much or too little math homework? What sports will be offered next season? This week's parent coffee was starkly different. Should my kid wear his Jewish camp t-shirt in Cambridge? Should we speak Hebrew at the grocery store? When filling out the registration forms for town sports teams, are you sharing that your kids go to a Jewish school? Stories were swapped about siblings, hateful graffiti at Newton South, a middle schooler who was too scared to wear her Jewish star. One family shared that an Israeli relative sheltering with them in Boston during the war enrolled their 10-year-old at a local school. As is customary, on the first day, their child was assigned a locker, only to return at lunch to find the locker had been broken into and the backpack stored there tossed onto the floor and covered with a Palestinian flag. The administration's response must have been a locker mix-up. The head of school at JCDS listened intently and somberly shared with the gathered parents that earlier in the week, the entire eighth grade had shown up in her office. We don't feel ready for this, they said. On the spot, the school offered and started to develop a curriculum that they are now calling How to Make Sense of This Moment. How do we make sense of this moment? Do we see it? through the lens of the Holocaust? Did we go to sleep on a Saturday night in 2023 and wake up in 1943? There's a case to be made for that. 
We have watched in shocked horror as in the wake of the unspeakable attacks of October 7th, college campuses erupted into fierce and fiery anti-Semitic rhetoric and threats. We have been stunned that this was met not with condemnation, but with silence, or worse, seeming assent. A Temple Emanuel College student was met this past week by a dining hall worker who shouted intifada as she came in. When she complained, she was told by her advisor that she could dine in a different hall. While my Israeli relatives in Tel Aviv, like yours in Ashkelon, are still running, to their shelters as regular sirens, warning of rocket attacks continue, they are sending me texts about how worried they are for us in America. The shadow of places like Dagestan, where an angry, violent mob stormed an airport in search of Israeli and Jewish passengers loom. And just yesterday, the Times of Israel reported in big, bold font, Israel warns citizens not to display Jewish symbols abroad amid anti-Semitism uptick. So there's a strong case to be made for that when our clocks fall back tomorrow, we've tumbled back with them. 2023 is 1943. But there's also a strong case that it is not 1943. That this is not the Shoah of the many pogroms and persecutions throughout our Jewish history, that this is different for some very important reasons, including that when anti-Semitism has revealed itself to be as insidious as it has always been, today we are no longer powerless. Indeed, Hamas now faces the full strength of Israel's defense forces. And while we are Afraid we are no longer alone. The many who nakedly revel in hatred are being met by those on local, national, and international stages who have stood up. The Vice Chancellor of Germany last week declared, after the Holocaust, the founding of Israel was the promise of protection to Jews and Germany is compelled to help ensure that this promise can be fulfilled. And then he noted about the attacks on October 7th, there are accounts of sheer horror, and yet Hamas is hailed as a freedom movement? This, he said, is a reversal of the facts which we cannot allow to stand. Germany is one of many countries, including our own, 
who have spoken similar messages for Israel and for diaspora Jews at this time. The Cornell student who posted vile threats to Jews on campus has been charged with hate crimes. Professor Russell Rickford, who called Hamas's attack exhilarating and energizing, has been put on a leave of absence. And closer to home, Jewish alumni of Harvard University banded together over 1,200 strong to call university leaders to task. We write you, they say, in anticipation of ready collaboration and reasonable discussion of our concerns. But this does not mean that we will tread lightly in this existential moment. For centuries, the posture of the Jewish people has been one of conciliation, nursed by a hope that if we show the majority that we are conciliatory, we may escape harm, persecution, and extermination. Those days, they write, are behind us. And this past Thursday, not just one, but three members of our own Newton Police Department were here speaking to our preschool families, reassuring us, we've got you. While there are plenty more than we ever could have imagined who revel in hatred of Israel, Israelis, and Jews, we also need to remember that some are swept up in the rhetoric without understanding what it means. There's a TikTok in circulation this week featuring someone with a clipboard who stops Americans on the street asking them for help with a quick petition to help Hamas free Palestine. He gets plenty of enthusiastic support. And then he says, I just have to read you the terms and conditions just so you know what you're signing. By supporting, you agree to the following. He then goes on to list several items in the Hamas charter, including many of those that all those in the West find abhorrent, to which each person recoils, responding, oh no, I don't support that. While the loudest voices are the ones that make us afraid, we also have neighbors of good will. And that matters. A member shared with me that she has a Stand with Israel sign on her yard. And earlier this week, her non-Jewish florist came and left a beautiful bouquet next to it with a note, you are not alone. And in Vilna, where in September of 1943, SS forces surrounded thousands of Jews and deported them to death camps, in October of 2023, an Israeli flag was projected onto their city hall in a courtyard lit with 1,000 
400 memorial candles. For a few weeks now, I've been struck by the discordant fact that since October 7th, on the top Israeli 100 music chart, occupying spots one and two were two different versions of the same song. The same song which starts in a dark place, but crescendos to say the following. In the end, even if it takes us some time, we will be able to sit together, gathered again around the table. Even if there is a longer road to walk, besof yihye tov, in the end, it will be okay. In the midst of darkness, a light will be lit. Even in our darkness, a light is already being lit. That light is in those who see and say and stand here with us. That light is in each of you. We and our kids face the ugly resurgence of anti-Semitism and we come together, we stand strong. Which brings me back to that Judaica stores email. At first glance, so jarring, so tone deaf, it actually contains the deepest Torah of the Jewish people. While we will forever remember the lessons of our history from 1943 to 2023, while every year we will tell the story of Bayamim Hahem Bezman Hazeh, of the tragedies and the triumphs of dark times in our Jewish history, we live today. And every day, we have a chance to embody the ancient wisdom of the menorah to meet the darkness of our world with a little more light. So yes, Judaica store, thank you for the reminder that Hanukkah is coming. Even now, we have to get ready for Hanukkah because that is who we are, the few against the many, against the darkness, light. Shabbat Shalom.